Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. I'm your host, Chris Nelson. As with me always is Ed Harris, co-host. So today we got another sports episode for you. We're gonna be getting into the return to baseball, much like the NBA season. It's gonna be shortened, so we'll get into kind of the logistics of that. Followed by, I guess last week we were talking about how terrible the NFC East is. I may have alluded to the fact that we would revisit it another time, and today's gonna be the day we're doing that. Can't then, lie. To, can't lie to the fans. Said we're going to. Here we are. No, I'm going to have a good time with it as well. And then finally we'll round things out with another round of Hot Route. Hot Route. Hot Route. This time I will be asking Chris questions. See what he has to say on a, on a couple of these. Because I'm not, I'm not sure on a couple of them. So definitely want to get some good input. That's kind of how I uh, prefer it to be. I would say when you don't know the answers to the only questions you're going to ask. That's a good time. So let's jump right into the return to baseball, right? Baseball is back, guys. Baseball is back. The first game is actually still happening right now. I've been watching it. Um, I actually have it going on my phone right now. But first first game is going on. I'm, I'm excited. Baseball is here again. We have the Nationals and the Yankees currently playing. Midway through the game right now. So nothing too exciting has happened. But we have some great pitching going on. Except for the first inning. Okay. What's the score? The score is 3-1. There were some bombs in the first inning, all right? Okay. You know, Giancarlo Stanton, who just hit a two-run shot. It was just massive. And then you had Howie Kendrick, who hit a shot for the Nationals. So, surprising to see these two prolific pitchers, Garrett Cole, who just got this massive deal uh, with the Yankees, and Max Scherzer, who was just clutch in that Nationals win last year. Right. It's, it's crazy to see these two pitchers getting, well, not shelled, but giving up home runs. That early. That's early in the game. Well, and you would think as well, like with the season typically starting way before this, that they're not going to be in the type of shape in July that usually would be in, right? Exactly. They went ahead and started late. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Yankees, um, but before I get into, you know, what I want to say about them, I will say it's going to be hard getting used to this phrase, the defending champion Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals. That's something that when they say, I just am like, what? Well, especially because, I mean, let's, you know, give our background as baseball fans. Uh, I am absolutely a Mariners fan, so I am constantly sad. God, they just don't have it too easy in Seattle. I mean, you lose your basketball team, and then your baseball team, besides the highlights of Ken Griffey Jr., has just been mediocre at best for a very long time. It's not good. No. It's not good. We we got Robinson Cano, which was nice for a little bit. We, we get uh, heavy hitters when they're older, and that's really it. And then we give away great players. And that's really it. So that's really uh, my background for, for baseball. Well, for me, it's, I would say it's a little more complicated than that. I was raised in Southern California, so um, my grandfather, who I love, you know, one of my heroes, big Angel fan. And so that uh, World Series run they went on in 03, I think it was, uh, was very exciting. My dad, on the other hand, who is the reason I'm a Raider fan and a Lakers fan, uh, is a big Dodger fan. Okay, so we, we squabble a little bit when it comes to that. But I do have a soft spot for the Dodgers. They are on the NL, so 
you know, when things aren't going right for the yeah. Yankees. Yeah, you can like both. Yeah, just it, it's LA teams. LA teams. LA teams. But let's talk about some of the changes that we have this year for baseball. It's well, just like we were talking about basketball, everything is completely different. Well, I think even with basketball, they're not going to play the full eighty-two, but they were still pretty close to it. With baseball, the amount of games that they've reduced it to is just so drastic. It's a third. It's right. a third of the games. It's less. I mean, it, it's it's a little bit more than a third, a but more. it's it's right around there. Essentially, I mean, and you're thinking like the way the game is played baseball and you're playing sometimes two games in a day i don't know if that's gonna be the case this time around but to go to from 162 which is the standard baseball season to 60 games it's wild because you have this grueling marathon of the 162 games your time to i mean if players get injured in this 60 game span they're playing in they're not gonna have you know the time to recover you're done for playoff time essentially you're done the 162 game season you know players got hurt but they were able to usually maybe make it back because the season was so long. But that's one of the things I noticed that right off the bat was that 60 games shortened. That, that is, that's, a, that's, a, that's big. Well, there's an old baseball quote. It's saying, you're going to lose a third of the games. You're going to win another third of the games. And that it's that last third, what you make of those games, is what's going to make or break your season. This is that last yeah. third. This is all we get now. This so is... everything is going to be crunch time. Right. Everything is going to feel like, well, because it is that last 60 games. It's that postseason race. Right, that, that push that you usually see. And that's what's wild, too, because these players aren't in shape to do that. You, usually, like I said earlier, you're playing your best baseball as a team with camaraderie and chemistry at this point in the season. Now you're being asked to start here at the end of July and do a, try to do a playoff push. And it, we, I think we alluded to it when we were talking about the NBA bubble last weekend in that it's the same thing. Like I think the biggest difference, though, obviously, is that basketball had been going. Teams were building that yeah. chemistry. They were building that. Baseball players, they had to start from scratch now. It was brand new. It is. Uh, I'm excited to have it back. I really am. And like you said earlier, it's crunch time. It's going to be almost like this is playoff baseball. A little bit. That might be as intense, but it it's playoff baseball in the sense that when you lose games, that's going to hurt. You're going to feel that, absolutely. It's, it's that maybe not that time of the year, I mean, but it kind of is. You know, just where everything matters. The All-Star game would have been played already. Yeah. So it's after that and just everything matters. But let's talk about some of the changes just inherently in the game that have been enacted. So actually just before the game was started, they released an expanded postseason format. So instead of 10 teams, one division winner from each division and two wildcard teams from each division, they expanded it to 16 teams. So you had six more teams coming into that. And so the whole playoff outlook is completely different. Something we've never seen before. So it's over 50. It's like basketball a little bit now where it's over 50% of the teams are going to make it in the postseason. But you have your highest wildcard seed choosing who they want to play for their lower wildcard team. Does this so, not feel like being a kid to you? Like the things you would do at the at the at the diamond uh, across the street from your house. Like yeah, I feel like this is what we're doing. It's like school. It's like it's like street and baseball. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, I'll take. I'm playing him. And but that's what I love about baseball. You bring that up and you're able to choose who you want to play. Baseball. It's not like these other sports where it's like oh we match up well with these guys or blah blah. We own these guys. Every game is different. The way that you're playing it, the way that your hitting strategy is going to be, because you are throwing different pitchers in. 
right? You can plan strategies for a quarterback. You can plan strategies for a point guard or shooting guard like, you know, Kobe or LeBron or something like that. In baseball, you don't know where the hits are coming from. Depending on who's pitching, you don't know who's going to be able to hit off this guy. So that's the most interesting thing to me about, you know, you saying you get to choose who you want to play in the wild card. It's like, well, choose wisely. Yeah. I guess. It's it's a baseball is a game of longevity. You know, normally it's a 162 game season. And yeah, you might win some, you might lose some. But it's just, it will average out in the end. Some other changes that we have is when you go into extra innings, you start out with a runner on second base. In scoring position. Exactly. You just need a single, maybe, and uh, that guy can make it in. And you're probably, are they, so I don't know so if you how read it's, this. So how fall. it's going to work, okay. just letting you know, is say you're on, say you start the 10th inning and you're on your fifth batter. So who's going to be on second is going to be your fourth batter. Oh. So it's just whoever is previous to whoever's batting right now, that's who's on second. So you that must, may help you or You it must may have not. read my mind because ah. the first thing I was going to say when you said that was, oh, I'm going to put... <laughs> You know, my a runner. I'm gonna choose. There. Yeah, I'm gonna choose my quickest guy, and have him just you know steal third real quick. Nick it that much. to do a butt and do a squeeze play real quick. Exactly, and I'm sure that's gonna happen. But just like all other substitution rules, I mean, you sub a guy in, he gets taken out of the game. He's not coming back in. I just like that changes strategy so much because now I'm thinking, if you think your team's gonna go to extra innings, do you want to pinch run batter number four? So when five comes in in the tenth inning, the guy that you threw in for the, the pinch hitter or whatever, yeah. he's gonna have to be the one on base. I guess we'll have to see. I really hope we run into these things, which I'm sure we will. With the oh, absolutely. Days. It's going to be interesting to watch. And the last kind of big rule change is now there is a universal DH. There's DH for every single team. So no more pitchers hitting. It's just DH for everybody, which really expands it. Now we have NL and AL all having a DH. So this is really going to change up the dynamic of some of these teams that are just used to having maybe not a dead spot in the pitcher hitting, right. but it's definitely going to be somebody who's a lot more Have prone to, to getting on ball. base. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a, there's a couple other changes that are just because of, I mean, those all could have happened just without this pandemic. Those, those all may have been voted in without this pandemic. Like those are just like actual changes to the game. Some changes to the game that we have that are, Related to COVID-19. So there's no more chewing seeds or chewing tobacco right. in the dugout at all. spitting stuff Exactly. Out. So chewing gum is still allowed, but like pitchers can't uh, lick their fingers anymore. So they can have a wet rag in their pocket just to wet up their hands. Not all players will always be in the dugout. Some might be like in the stands. Yeah, I think I heard that on the broadcast. Yeah. So some might be in the stands if they want to go with some uh, social distancing. Um, maybe you can sit next to some cardboard cutouts. Who knows? I really want them to have cardboard cutouts of like celebrities. Celebrities. Oh, absolutely. They they they've got to do something nutty with it. Like at Dodger Stadium, they better have Magic Johnson <laughs> you know, behind home plate. He is part owner of the team. And one last thing that is honestly hilarious, and I can't wait for it to happen. So, all right, say you know, Ump calls you out. Like you you got caught looking, you got struck out, and you want to argue. You want to argue it. You can't do it within six feet. You cannot be within six feet. I so just have you this can mental picture in my head of, of, of a player <laughs> kicking dirt from six feet away at, at the umpire. Absolutely. 
I don't know, maybe pick up, go pick up a base, throw it at him. That's what, uh, yeah, throw that six feet. But uh, that's 100% what I was imagining. Just six feet away, just like, you can't get in his face. No, you can't. You're just, you got the old skipper coming out, yelling at him. Oh, that's some but, of my favorite parts of the game, too, is seeing new managers get in the face of the umpires. That's going to be, that's something I'm going to miss, but it's going to be very interesting to watch. Umpires just having arms crossed, not even, like, they don't even have to listen. I mean, you're not going to, they're not going to have anybody oh, in their face. I can't hear you six feet away. What was that? <laughs> Um, well, I, I, let's go back to something you said a minute ago. You were talking about these rule changes and how they you know, are being in- implemented this season. Is that something that's going to be permanent? Or is that just for this shortened season for the pandemic? This, the playoff... Uh, well, the, the, maybe not necessarily the playoffs, but I could see that maybe happening and being extended forward if it's popular enough, if it works out really well. I'm talking about the other things you said, the DHs, um, you know, the, the extra innings having a guy on second. If anything, this is the, if it does happen, this is honestly the perfect trial run for it. It's the guinea pig. This is the perfect time for it. If this were just another regular full season, there's no way these rules would have been enacted. Right. Just, just like that. There's, there's not a chance. The only thing I know that actually has been being talked about is that 16 team postseason. That's the only thing previous to this season that had actually been talked about seriously yeah universal dh has been talked about forever and the runner on second in extra innings that's something that's a little funky but it's it's kind of like college football overtime you know yeah you start in the 25 and you just see what you can do so it it really gives you that extra leg up just to end the game or bump up scoring I, I like it. I, I'm thinking of the possibilities of, like, now your whole pitching scheme changes now with going into extra innings, you have a guy on second already, right? So games probably won't be going 16, 17, 15 innings Oh, anymore. yeah. There's no way. Yeah, if this gets adopted, if this continues, there's no, there's, I mean, there is a way, yes, statistically, but, man, there's no way. Because baseball games go so long already. And to think, you know, when you do have those extra inning games, you're looking at, four plus hours of, of watching a baseball game. And so maybe that's been, that might be something I can see them moving forward, keeping permanently because football is one of the few sports where people are down to sit for five hours and watch a game. It just happens. Unless, yes. Unless you're a huge avid baseball fan, like you know, the the casual fan is not going to be like, Oh my goodness. I've been sitting here for four hours watching a guy throw a ball. It's, it's different. I mean, I do enjoy baseball. So, you know, I, I love that stuff, love that stuff. So I'll watch it. But it definitely is different than, like you said, football. And it's different when you're actually at a baseball game as well, which is not going to be happening. Which is sad. It is. A, <laughs> uh, when they were hit, you know, two home runs got hit and, you know, they're running around the bases and they're like pumping in like generic crowd noise. I'm laughing my ass I off. Thought I, it's just... <laughs> I, was, I thought I heard that and I was like, are they, is that our official? Yes. <laughs> It's just so strange. I mean, if you don't think about it, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, of course it's cheering, there's crowds, stuff like that, but it's not right. It doesn't sound quite right. It's off. It's it's off. It's off. Absolutely. It's a little bit uncanny. Do you think this affects the players? I don't think as much as we think. I I feel like these kind of situations, the pumping and crowd noise, is so much different for basketball and for football than it is for baseball. Right. I think it is still a part of the game in baseball, but I don't think it's as much as basketball and football. Do you think the lack of, you know, 18,000 people, you know, sitting in a stadium, it's a 3-2 count, you know, ninth inning, you need to check this guy out, this guy needs to get on base. 
the pressure probably taken off a little bit without having the 18,000 people in there, right? So your pitchers are probably going to feel it. Your batters are going to feel maybe just like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm here. I'm just going to hit this. I, they don't feel the pressure because they don't, they're not getting yelled at. They're not hearing you suck. They're not hearing, <laughs> you know, get his ass. They're not hearing any of that. So I feel like that that's a dynamic, I feel like, that the pressure kind of comes off of them without those people. Granted, they're still going to be broadcasted on television. They can't hear me sitting at the screen calling them a dumbass. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how could you miss that? Yeah. Like, I... And then I was thinking, what... At what point does it dictate we're going to pump in what noise? Like, like you said, if it's a 3-2 count, do we pump in noise? Because it would be loud. Like, who who, who decides this? Is it just got some guy like Larry up in the booth who's just like... <laughs> All right, yeah, this is a this is a good spot. Go ahead and pump in all that noise. Yeah, who knows? Well, and then it's you know, it's, a, it's so funny you say that because I'm thinking about the sound guy who like plays the music and you know, the seventh inning stretch and all that stuff, and I'm thinking, yeah, I mean it's the home team. It's up to you to decide when you're going to pump in that noise. But before we end uh, end our conversation about you know the baseball season returning, who who are some of your favorites? Uh, my favorites, of course, the Mariners. Okay. I, I mean, um, but actual, speaking, real, realistic, yeah, uh, not fantasy uh, land. I mean, it just, it, I don't know if it's the Dodgers year, but it, it has to be. It has to be. Right. It has to be. I mean, for Kershaw, they just signed Mookie Betts Mookie to Betts. a huge, huge deal. Right. Huge deal. It, it, they have all these young players. They, they've been so close the last eight years. I mean, they're always there. Yeah. They're the team that's always there. It's been really sad to see them get all the way to the world series multiple times. And then not. <laughs> I know it's broken my dad's heart. So, I mean, it's, it's them. The, the Yankees are just always stacked. I mean, this last decade is the only decade actually where a Yankees team has not won a world series since they've won their first world series. This, it was the only decade Imagine, imagine that. Imagine even going to a World Series. Must be nice. Yeah. No, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. But yeah, it just it. So the Yankees do look really good. Um, you were talking about it earlier before we started the uh, the Nationals. I I think people are are dogging them a little bit. I think they are too. Right. As a defending champion, you deserve to have that respect. And obviously, they've been getting it. Like I said, I can't. It's weird hearing that they're the defending champions, but they should have that. They've lost a few key players this season coming in the offseason. They lost some. But the way we talked about earlier, the way baseball is played, it's different. Like, you can get have some guys get hot, and with the 60 games, it's like some players are hot for just that quarter of this or that third of the season. So, if you're, you know, going to catch fire now, it's the perfect time to yeah. ride it into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just overall, I'm just glad baseball's back. Yeah. Really, really excited to, to, I mean, see any kind of sports, you know? it's it, Yeah, we've had... Golf. Golf. We've had, I mean, Liverpool NASCAR. Was, was doing fantastic. Yeah. So. But, uh, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with baseball there. We'll definitely get into it as the season progresses. I'm, I'm excited. Um, but now let's jump right into the NFC least, <clears throat> sorry, East. No, NFC that, oh, East, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you that uh, don't know what we're talking about, which most of you should if you're listening to this, right? The NFC East. The division that houses uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants, and the Washington football team. Football team. The Washington football team. They they would just rather like be named Washington football team and then get all these allegations against Dan Snyder and all of this than just changing a name. Yeah. It's 
Well, speechless. I'm, I'm speechless. Li- I'm a big proponent of that. Really, they should just change the name to the Washington Sentinels. Bring in Shane Falco, Gene Hackman in there, okay? Get some replacement football going on. I can't not think about it, okay? It's a great film, by the way, uh, the replacements. But, yeah, I mean, joking aside, um, whatever. Call yourself Washington football team. Uh, Come up with the name eventually. But more importantly, I feel like, can Ron Rivera change the culture in that locker room from the whole name drama, the sexual assault allegations that are happening within that organization, how do you get a team focused to play a football season, especially in the current circumstances of like, you know, probably looking at no fans. We're looking at no preseason, right? Yeah. No offseason programs have been happening. Yeah. You have a second year quarterback. So, you know, can is Ron Rivera the guy in Washington football team <laughs> to change that culture and to, to right the ship, I guess? Yeah, it's just really hard to hear that. Washington foot football team. I feel like, like it's a soccer club. It's yeah, it's like it's like it's like just wearing a gray T-shirt. Yeah, just like a shirt brand shirt. I'm wearing a gray T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but I think Ron Rivera, honestly, is he he is a fantastic coach. I I think he's a good coach, but I don't know what the game plan could be. I don't know what the game plan could be because like Dwayne Haskins, yeah, he's a second year quarterback. He, I'm not even gonna say like showed flashes of brilliance because not really. He he was there, and he wasn't the worst quarterback ever. That's really it. Okay. Well, they were 3-13 three, three and 13 last season. Okay, so I feel like, yes, they can improve. You can definitely look at, you know, going 4-12, and 12, that's a win. You know, that's one more win than last season. <laughs> so the sky's the limit for these guys, I hope. I really I really do feel bad for the, the players and the new coaching staff coming in to this shitstorm that's now going on there. You know, I'd love to see them just play football. But this is it's a business. Things like this happen. I just hope Ron Rivera can do something about it. I do enjoy teams that suck. Makes me feel better about my own. <laughs> but at a certain point, like you want to see competitive football. You want to see teams that haven't been doing great, you know, do something. Especially in this division. It's yeah. anyone's division. So we're getting to that. Last week you said to me, you said, oh, does that division suck? Or is it just very competitive? And yeah. I got some stats to tell you Throw about. Some stats Throw some stats at me. Throw some stats at me. No, it's not a competitive Division. But are you sure? Yes, because I compared it to other divisions over the last five years. Yeah, but, like, are you really sure? Yeah. You know, it's just a toss-up. Whoever wins can get it, you know? that's They're, they're grinding it out. Well, in the last five years, it's it's been literally two teams in that division, okay? And we're talking about both of them. Um, we can talk about the Giants just for a little bit. Before we get into our two heavy hitters in that division, which, as everyone knows, is the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, yep. let's talk Giants really quick, okay? No off-season program, so another second-year quarterback going into a season that's unlike any other that we've seen, okay? They got some great weapons in there, right? Saquon, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. And then you bring in Jason Garrett as your offensive coordinator, right? A whole new scheme. Yeah. And let's not take away from Jason Garrett. Yeah, he needed to get out of Dallas, but it was only because it was a bad fit after so many years. I still believe Jason Garrett's a good coach. And now he's not going to get blamed for everything because he's not the head coach anymore. So he can just fly under the radar, coach the offense, and play football with a second-year quarterback who showed promise last season. He did. He, I, I like, I like, in the direction that he's heading. Right. He's, he's. We, we have a, a lot of young players that look promising. They yeah. look exciting, and I'm, I'm just excited to see in what direction they can be taken if they well, can the actually lead a team. Looks right. It really does. 
So the Giants, 4-12 and last season, probably in the same boat as the Washington football team, can improve on that for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, you, you've, you've got to, right? You've got to. You, right? You have, have to. Right? You kind of have to. Like you said, it's a toss-up. So, you, you know, you win seven games, maybe even eight. You could maybe take the division. I don't know. And that brings us to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Okay, we'll start with... Start with the Eagles. Start with the Eagles. Okay, 9-7 and seven last season. Win the division. <laughs> Okay. There, there was a point last season where I really just wanted them to go to the postseason with a 7-9 to nine record. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been fantastic. Like your Seahawks team, like, the oh, wild card. Absolutely. When was that? Oh, 2011? Is that when Beastquake happened? It was. Okay. Yeah, that was the season against the Saints. Yep. That was a wild card playoff game. Yep. Okay. So, 9-7 and seven last season, they win. Do you know who the Philadelphia Eagles drafted in the second round this year? They draft another quarterback? Yeah, they drafted Jalen Hurts. Yep. Okay, do you see this as a move to maybe have some trade value moving forward or like a big time insurance policy to the, you know, for the injury ridden Carson Wentz? I think if they would have drafted any other quarterback, it would have been the insurance policy for him. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Hurts also gets, well, hurt. Hey, so it's it's a it's a weird backup to draft. I know it had me scratching my head when it happened. You're like, hey, this guy's already like your starting quarterback is injury prone, and then you're bringing in a guy who is injury prone. Is injured. Is injured. Literally is injured. Yeah. So it's 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 uh definitely not something that makes sense, and I have no idea what it means. I uh, I can't even speculate. It just it makes zero sense. No, I am confusion. <laughs> um, I don't get it either. I guess I guess you know, I really I relate a lot of things to basketball, and it's kind of like makes me think of the D'Angelo uh, Russell trade to the Golden State Warriors. Okay, trade value. Yeah. Okay, you bring in a guy that you will be able to use if Carson Wentz goes down, which is always good to have that in your back pocket. Yeah. But also something down the road for some trade value because we know that Philadelphia is putting everything behind Carson Wentz, that that's their quarterback. Who's just a like he is just a really. Good player. He's very. Good. I I I mean, it sucks that he does get injured as much as he does. Well, he's on that, the field. That guy is dynamite. He is. I would take him over Dak. I would. Heartbeat in a heartbeat. Yes. But uh, another thing about the Eagles is that Deshaun Jackson needs to learn how to be a human. Still, still needs to learn how to become a human being. I mean, it's just obviously we don't need to get too deep into the comments he made like a week or so ago. But like, it's it's never been like a. A dull moment with him since he's been in the NFL. That is very true. Do you know how easy it is to to not be a dick though? Yeah, to just I don't know, chill. Just be a like you said, just be a person. Be a person. Be a human being. Right. Uh, and care a little bit about people. I don't know. It's about any. Yeah. About anything. yeah. Yeah. I I guess even without these comments, he's still been an enigma. I'll always remember him as the guy that dropped the football before he crossed the flame. Ooh, he did do that. Okay. But man, isn't he exciting though? In the sense of the word exciting, yes. As in, I'm yeah. excited that he just fucked that up. <laughs> or uh, or he could be exciting because he just made this amazing catch and then outran everybody. I'll never forget when he ran back that punt against the Giants. And yeah. the, what is that? The Miracle at the Meadowlands Part 2? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he dropped that punt. Yep. Yep. It was like, oh, okay, well, that this guy's, this yeah. guy's done. Yep. That was exciting. There you go again. There's that word. You're right. He is an exciting player. And then let's jump right into the Cowboys, okay? Now, once we get done with this, I'll talk about some stats about the division in its entirety. But the Cowboys, 8-8 eight eight last season, 
didn't make the playoffs. The biggest reason they did not make the playoffs is because they finished the season two and three in their last five games. Yep. While the Eagles went ahead and went four and one in their last five for that playoff push. Dallas was in control of their own destiny. They gave it away. And they gave it away. Okay. They got a new coach coming in, Mike McCarthy, who we know coached the great Aaron Rodgers. If you want to call him great, that's a conversation we need to have too. That great label on Aaron Rodgers. Another day. Another day. Another day. Well, we got Mike McCarthy coming in. Okay, you have an unhappy Dak. Now, he might be all good spirits and saying the right things for the cameras, which is a great attitude, but how pissed off are you as a person that you won't get the money you think you deserve and you keep getting franchise tagged? You're unhappy, right? It's not fantastic, but he, he's he's in a position where he can prove himself. He's in, he's in a position, he like, like they were last year, they control their own destiny. He controls his own destiny. If he performs, he controls what numbers go on that contract. Okay, so in that sense, you're absolutely right. Do you move on from Dak if he puts up 2019 stats, last season stats, if he puts them up this season and they make the playoffs? You probably keep them, right? But do you move on from him if he puts up 2019 stats and they miss the playoffs again? Now, you haven't locked into him in a big-time mm. contract, right? So you still franchise tag him. If he if he does duplicates what he did last season and they miss the playoffs, do you move on from Dak? I, I do. The Dak experiment's over. We know that that offense evolves around the running game anyways. Absolutely. I would say you see who's out there depends on what happens. Yeah, like if they miss the playoffs and he puts up the same kind of numbers. But it's just this isn't just a black and white, I guess. You got to see who's out there. You got to see who won the division. And then you got to see what they're doing. It, there, there's a lot that goes into it. But I would say keep them. Just he's, he's not... A bad quarterback to have. He's 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 not, you know, the game manager like Peyton, who's just I mean, who controls the game. But he's he's the guy who's generally not gonna lose you the game. Generally, okay. so I, I I would say keep him unless a better opportunity comes up. Interesting, you say that. The Cowboys they scored a total of four hundred and thirty four points last season. And they allowed 321, which was the least amount in the division, okay? And the most amount of points scored in the division all season. What this tells me is that when they lose, they barely lose. And when they win, they blow them out. Yeah. So what we're lacking here, in my opinion, is consistency. And that's Dak's biggest problem. And I think Cowboy fans can agree. I hear them all every week during the football season saying, God, Dak, you know, he threw lights out against, you know, this team, and then we played this team, and he couldn't do anything. The great ones, the ones that deserve $40 million a year, maybe, they're consistent. They do it on a week-to-week basis. The games are lost on their defense or their special teams. You can hang your or helmet just up. just fluke. Yeah. Fluke plays. Something right. crazy. Act of God happens. So, yeah, the, that point differential indicates to me that he's inconsistent. And so I do move on from him if he puts up the same statistical, you know, Numbers as he did last year. Now, that's not to say, you know that Dak had the second most yards passed in the league last year out of the all quarterbacks? Yeah. He, he, that, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's, he's just confusing. (laughs) (laughs) That just, the more I think about it, like I, I don't understand why they weren't better. And I think moving on from Jason Garrett is a big part of that, but he wasn't fired. He was let go. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we, you know, we don't want to get confused. He was let go. Because I sure as fuck wasn't confused when that <laughs> happened. Um, he also was tied for yards uh, per per attempt, uh, 8.2. Do you know who number one is? Who's number one? Who threw the most yards? Oh, Pat. No. Psych, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, dude. Can you imagine what Jameis Winston's going to do now that he has his eyes fixed? Dude, now that he can see, he's not just hucking it downfield like, fuck it, that looks red. Except, who's he starting for? Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. Too bad. Whoops. Sore spot. <laughs> okay, so here's some stats about the entire division, okay? Last season, well, actually, I went back all the way to 2016, so the last four seasons, all right? Now, the most wins uh, in the division, you're going to love this. The Cowboys went 18-6 and six in the last four years in their division. Okay, so they're getting it done in the division, so to say. There was a season where they went five and they went three consecutive seasons going five and one in the division. Mm-hmm. Okay. Philadelphia, kind of in the same boat. They had one down year in 2016 where they went two and four in the division, but the rest of them are five and one, four or two, yeah. five and one. Now, your Washington football team and mm. New York Giants, mm. not looking so hot. Between the two of them, they both have three one and fives in the division. Ooh, yeah. So I'm not saying this kind of negates, in my opinion, what you were saying last week about it being competitive. We know who the top dogs in the division are. It's always those two coming out in the last five years, the trend I've seen. So the division, if you are the top dogs and you're only getting nine wins, eight wins in that poopy division, it's a poopy division. But I also have some stats about, you know, non-conference games and things like that. We don't need to get into it. Huge, but at the top of each list is Dallas and Philly. They're they're the ones who are really owning it. You want to talk about a competitive division. I don't think it's this one. I absolutely think it's the NFC West. It okay. So when you said that is. last week, I was like, this dude's tripping. He knows he's tripping. He's <laughs> giving a hot tech to piss me off because he knows the division that his team is in is the most probably competitive division in football in the last few years. I would say, um, I mean, what is it? When did the Cardinals go to the Super Bowl? Oh, so, so a while ago. Since then, every team in that division has gone to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. So you've had I, your Rams, yeah. you've had your Seahawks, you've had your 49ers. Yeah. Multiple times for some of those teams. And it's, yeah, so I just, I don't think it's a competitive division. I think it's a mentality and a situation where there's just bad circumstances surrounding certain teams when it could be their year. You look, you think about the Eagles when Carson Wentz got hurt, you know, the first time around. Um, that was going to be, and they still won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But then you have the Cowboys who, and this is objective as hell, have a team that can win the Super Bowl every year. You want to hear something funny? I am always down to hear something funny. You know, I used to be a Cowboys fan. No. Like, like you know, I loved Tony Romo, and it was less about, like, the Cowboys, but he was on the Cowboys, so I was like, there was a small stint where I was just like, you know what, I dig the Cowboys. And it was, like, two years where I was like, dude, I dig the Cowboys. Like, you you can ask my brother, you can ask Tyler. Like, some, some of my friends from back home is just like, I don't know why you're doing this. I really can't believe you're saying this. Like, I know that this right? is why I'm saying it on the podcast because I've never told you this. Well, I haven't told most people this. Well, now everyone's gonna know. It's perfect. Great. It's perfect. That's all I can honestly say. I've never, uh, <laughs> I've never rooted for another team. I guess uh, I gotta have a soft spot for the Packers, but that's a family thing. But I've never been like. I right? do. I don't know what it was. I just, I just love Tony Romo. That, that was it. That was the whole thing. I, I like him too. But <laughs> I never, you know, was like, oh, I'll go Tony Romo. No, never, never did that. That's not something I would do. Oh, God. I'm disappointed in you. 
I feel like you. I feel betrayed. This is perfect. Yeah, this is perfect. You drop a bomb like that when we're recording a podcast. I can't even scream and yell at you for. I I had to. It's it's now my safe space. You know. Oh, so how many more of these revelations are we gonna have? <laughs> I don't know. I just knew this one was perfect. I honestly don't think there's gonna be much more, but that's like the thing that's like hidden in the back of the closet, like in a box. Well, now it's what's in the fucking box? In the fucking box. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that that's just my notes about that division. Uh, this this year coming into the next season, I think Dallas takes it. I really do. With Mike McCarthy coming in. Uh, you know, Dak playing in a system where, is, you know, obviously we know that Mike McCarthy is a quarterback-friendly coach. To oh, yeah. To a point, you know, once you're with them for too long, I guess, Aaron Rodgers got tired of them. Just, but. yeah, they were not uh, cohesive anymore. Right. So, that having been said, I think Dak needs to put up better numbers and make the playoffs to, you know, if he's trying to make this money, then fucking put up or shut up, dude. Yeah. For real. Just go out and do it. And I guess he hasn't been a little diva about it. No. We're just learning about it through reports so they didn't come to a deal. He's not coming out and being a little bitch. So I respect that. I respect yeah. that about Dak. But that having been said, dude, he needs to have a killer season. The same com- I now you know exactly how it feels because my quarterback is in the same boat for the Raiders. You control your own destiny, put up or shut up. Yeah. That's it's simple. Yeah, just fucking do it. Especially with the the uh talent that Dak has around him. God, he's got some stellar pieces. All right, before before we uh leave the NFC East, uh, Saquon or Ezekiel? Mm. Yikes! I know tonight's my hot route, but I couldn't I couldn't leave the subject without asking you. That's a hot one. That's a hot one. Well, okay, okay, okay. Here I got you. Players like that specific player, Saquon. Okay, I agree. On on, on the team, like how they're actually going to perform, Zeke because of his O line. And his O line is not as it once was maybe two three years ago yeah, but they're still really good yeah they're still really good so performance and how they actually look how it feels zeke but individual player saquon okay i want a straight answer from you oh but i like that i like the explanation I really do. <laughs> i'm glad you went down that because i oh, god damn it i fucking agree with you <laughs> i agree with you but i want a straight up i want this guy or this guy. I don't want in this circumstance people be okay be. perfect saquon okay good i'm taking saquon too i just i just <laughs> like him better he ain't out there being a clown, jumping into the uh, Salvation Army bucket. Actually, I love that. I love yeah, jumping no. in the Salvation Army bucket. Jumping in that Salvation Army bucket was a classic. Yeah. Okay. So, looks like we have arrived at today's hot route. We're time. Are you Are you ready for hot route? I think I'm. I'm. I'm ready. All right, you're hot ready. Route. Hot route. Perfect. So for our first hot route, over under, on the Patriots. Wins at eight and a half. All right. So you want me would to- you would you like to go through their schedule? We could do that. Yeah, throw it at me. Perfect. I already know six of the games. Obviously, they play the. They play the Dolphins twice. Yeah. They play the Jets twice, and they play the Bills twice. All right. So we've got Week One at the Dolphins, or excuse me, they're hosting the Dolphins. That's a win. That's a win. Then they're at Seattle. That's a loss. That okay. Then they're hosting the Raiders. That that's a loss. Oh. And then Okay, okay, okay. Okay, listen. I have to say that's a loss. <laughs> but it's probably gonna be a win. Alright, let's count let's okay, count let's that count as, count as, a as a win. As a w. Then they are at Kansas City. That's a loss. That's a loss. Then they host the Broncos. Wait, so are we keeping track of how many wins? I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Uh, you said at Broncos? They're hosting the Broncos. Oh, they're hosting the Broncos. That's a win. That's a win. 
Then they have a bye week six. Then they're hosting the 49ers. Hot take. That's a win. You think so? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Then they're at Buffalo. That's a, ooh, that's a loss. All right. Coming off a big win against 49ers. They're yeah. coming in at Buffalo. High spirits. Yep. Fall flat. All right. Then they're at the Jets. That's a win. That's a win. That's for you, Joe. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. Then they're hosting the Ravens. That's a loss. That's a loss. Then they're at Houston. That's a win because Bill Brown probably traded Prob- Deshaun uh, Watson before that. Probably. But no, that's still going to be a, a W. Okay, then they host the Cardinals. W. Then they're at the Chargers. W. You mean they're going to play it home away from home like everyone does when they go to L.A.? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they're at the Rams in the same stadium. That's a W. You think so? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then they're at Miami. That's They're at Miami? They're at it's Miami. It's a loss. It's, oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a loss. There's one a year. It just happens. Then they host Buffalo. That's a win. That's a revenge game in Foxborough. And then they host the Jets. That's a win. Jets are going 0-2 against the Patriots this year. Take that to the bank. All right. So you have them at 11 wins. I have them at 11 wins. 11 wins for the season. They're yeah. losing to the Ravens. They're, They're losing to the Chiefs, Chiefs Miami, Miami, Seahawks, Seahawks. And, who else? and Bills. And Bills. Bills on the road. Yeah. And maybe the Raiders. <clears throat> and maybe the Raiders. So you're taking the over big time. I'm taking the you're over. You're taking the over big time. By two and time. a half. Yeah. That's a hot one. Yeah. That This is a hot route. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Patriots 11 and 5. 11 and 5. Don't underestimate Bill Belichick, bro. Even though I hate him. All right. For our number two hot route. So last week, we talked about what the NBA season meant. What is that championship going to mean? Right. Let's do that same question for baseball. What is this World Series going to mean? How is it going to be looked at in the history books? Okay. Uh, You alluded to it last week when we talked about the bubble and the NBA, about how um, people that were around for it are going to remember it as this particular season. 20 years from the road, when you're looking at stat books, people aren't going to necessarily know that this was a season like that. For me that's going to live through it, that's going to watch it and going to see it. I'm going to say this is going to have an asterisk on it opposite of the NBA one because we talked about earlier, this is a guinea pig season. They're throwing in these different rules. You're only playing 60 games. Now, it's not going to take away. You're still going to be a champion, the 2020 World Champions of Baseball. You're going to have that. But I think I don't think it's less. I don't think ever winning a, a title is less of an achievement. I really don't. But I don't think it's the same because of – just the things you outlined when we talked about the return to the MLB with the rules they put into place that have never been done before. This is something new we're going to see. Strategies are going to change. The way the game is played is going to be different this year. So that's why we have to look at it as like, okay, we won with these new rules, but if we go back to like normal baseball, then yeah, that's an asterisk season because we, you know, you probably only won that extra innings game because you got to start off with a guy on second. So to sum it up, it's just a, it's a different game. Different game. It's a different game. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, and for our last hot route, this is just a, it's a more lighthearted one. Just just give me a 1 to 10. How hype are you for the Seattle Kraken? Bro, I'm ready. I am all in. I am all in on hockey. Like, I'm switching my allegiances right now. I'm going to be a Kraken fan. Done with the LA Kings. I'm done with the LA Kings. Done, just rescind all of that. Done I'm, with the LA Kings. I'm up here. I'm done with the Kings. Okay, I'm already a Sounder fan. Okay, I'll never like any other football team, obviously. Never like any other basketball team. But hockey, I'm, I'm loosely 
loosely loyal still. I'm fluid, right? <laughs> and now I got a team that's going to be playing, you know, 240 miles away in the same state that I live in. Yeah, I'm I'm hype, and we're going to go to some games as soon as we get we're allowed to travel again. So 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 you'd say a ten. You're at like one to ten. You're a ten at 10, least. At least I would Perfect. say ten times. 10. Well, I've just seen so many different things like on Reddit and Twitter and Instagram just about like, you know what? We should just call the stadium the crack house and all the fans, they're going to be crackheads. This, which is just perfect. But you know what? I can get behind that. I can, I'm with it. I can get behind that. But hey, let's just, let's just remember it's not a crack house. It's a crack home. Very good. Well said. I can get behind that. Uh, very high. Okay, that's about all the time we have today. Uh, I just, I'm Chris Nelson. Just reminding you guys, uh, you know, you can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can catch uh, YouTube, uh, and then make sure you, if you listen to it, you know, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and give us a good rating, maybe some reviews. Help Com- us out a long way. Comment, subscribe, like, all all of that fun stuff. It just we just really appreciate the support, all the feedback we can get. Want to keep this thing going, right? And then, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you guys want to hear us talk about. So, you know, in your comments, go ahead and leave some topics you might want to hear us argue about, which, because that'll be the case. We like to argue. Almost. Yeah, almost. Well, that's it. Uh, I'm Chris Nellison. I'm Ed Harris. And you guys, take it easy.